Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plushcare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Decomplicating Dressage podcast. For those of you that are new here, my name is Jess Gale, and this podcast is all about giving you the tools that you need to train your horse the way you want to. In this week's episode, we are going to be looking at the areas where you are losing marks in your test for no good reason. The things you can do to make sure you get every mark you possibly can from a judge, and everything you can do to make sure that you are not throwing away those marks. This episode is all about tactics. So we're gonna have four ways that you are potentially losing marks in your test and what you can do about it. As usual, if you enjoy this episode, then please do share it and tag me in it. The best way to do this is to take a screenshot and then share it on social media. And you can tag me at Decomplicating Dressage on both Facebook and Instagram. Also, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I would love for you to leave a review. It just means that more people are able to see the podcast and hopefully more people will be able to learn from it too. So as we get out competing again, it's going to be firstly, obviously really exciting. Um, but then as we start to get our test sheets back, it's going to be really easy for us to just solely focus on the marks and the placings that we get. And quite a lot of the time when you get your test sheet, I imagine that like me, you probably scan through the marks and have a look at if there's anything that, um, I guess sort of like stands out, anything that's been repeated by the judge, maybe if they've said that they're tense all the way through or that they're a bit tight or potentially that your accuracy maybe let you down. Now, when accuracy comes into it, it's very easy to just kind of push that to one side and go, okay, well, they like my horse's way of going, but I need to be more accurate. But how many times do we actually take that into our training? So this whole episode is going to be all about accuracy, but in different forms. And there's loads of things that we can do to make sure that we are more accurate, but also that we get that kind of harmony and polished look that when you see people in the test and it just looks amazing, that's what it is. It's got that harmony. It's got that polished, really professional look. And these are the things that you can do to make sure that you get that same look. 
So number one then is focusing too much on your horse's paces and not on the actual test. So during training, we naturally concentrate on improving our horse's paces, developing their way of going. When our concentration is on the quality of our horse's paces, so their frame, the impulsion and so on, we tend to wait until the right moment before asking for things like transitions or a certain movement. It's very easy to then get very good in training at waiting and less good at creating. So let's take transitions, for example. When we ride them in training, it's very easy to wait until the horse feels they are in the right place. So they feel round, they feel forward, they feel supple. And then we ask for the transition. So in other words, we wait until we have the right conditions for a good transition. This way of training is obviously really important because it allows us as the rider to show the horse how we want those transitions to be. We put them in the right place and the right conditions so that they're actually physically able to do a good transition. But the problem is that we become very out of practice with having to actually ride a transition at a marker and having to actually create these right conditions rather than waiting until it all comes together. So how can we fix this? So when you train, set aside time in your head for training and time for test riding. Now, you can separate this across your whole week or you can separate it within a session. But when you're in training mode, this is the time to show your horse how you want them to be. So you ride a circle if you don't feel like you quite have the suppleness. You change the tempo in the half pass if you want to get more high leg engagement. You add in a kind of half halt or a transition when your horse leans on you. This is your time to fix problems, to tweak things, to do what you need to do to get your horse in that right frame, in that right condition, in that right way of going. But then you ride in test mode. Now, when you're in this mode, you aren't allowed to add in that extra circle. You can't change that tempo. You can't ride out of a movement and get everything together if it doesn't feel quite right. You've got to stick in it and try to fix it like you would have to do in a test. You have to try and create the right conditions for a good transition, create the right conditions for a good half pass or a good center line. And if you can't create those right conditions, then that's a surefire indicator that you need to find a really good whale to deal with that problem because you will almost definitely encounter that problem in a test and you will need to know how to fix it when you've got that half pass coming up or that walk transition. On top of this, you can look at the walk, trot and canter that you will use in a test. Again, in training, we like to practice changing the tempo all the time. But are you also able to trot around the arena in the same trot with the same frame? And are you able to ride a circle, a shoulder in, a half pass with that same rhythm, with that same tempo, with that same frame? And what you might find when you try this is that actually your horse naturally wants to change the tempo or they might naturally sit on their bum and then come a little bit on their forehand. They might change and you need to get very good at being able to, yes, change things up, but also be able to keep things the same. It's all about that control. Number two, then, is your accuracy on the day in that test. So how many times have you seen on your test sheet circle too big or circle too small or transition late or transition a little too early. These little issues might only lose you half a mark if it's a small error 
or upwards to two marks if it's quite drastic. But then look down your whole test. How many times did your accuracy lose you marks? And how many marks did you actually end up losing? So, for example, you could do a bad transition where your horse, let's say, throws his head up. And for this, you might lose two marks. But if your transition was bang on the marker, you'll make sure that you haven't then lost a further one or two marks. On the other end of that scale, if you do a good transition for, let's say, an eight, and it's exactly at the marker, you could potentially be looking at a nine. Rather than if that transition was late, your mark could be brought down to a seven or a six. Another common accuracy problem is when riders allow their movements to fade out. And this is especially the case when lateral or medium movements are introduced. Riders will start off strong and then the horse's shoulder might fall to the track towards the end or the medium trot might fade out. So pay really close attention to where the movements start and end and practice riding in this way. This is something that is so easily fixed because you just need practice. Again, this is where test riding is so important. When we're at home, it's very easy to let that large circle or slightly dodgy transition slide. But if you have sessions where your sole focus is on your accuracy, you'll be quicker to pick up and fix any accuracy issues you come across. Number three, then, is not making use of the corners and the short side. So when we ride our test, a lot of the time, you don't have to perform anything along the short side. And you definitely never have to do anything at all in your corners. So make the most of this free space to help you, whether that's preparing for whatever movement is coming up next or getting their way of going back or sorting out that balance or whatever you need to do. You could ride a half halt in the corner to rebalance your horse, get them to take more weight behind, which is going to be perfect if your horse has come onto the forehand or become a little too long. You could ask for a little inside bend and really push your horse into the corner with your inside leg to create more suppleness and bend in that neck and body. You could collect your horse in the first corner, push them forwards along the short side and collect them in the next corner, basically riding a couple of transitions within the paces. And this is going to be great for keeping your horse in front of the leg and with you. And you could even add in a little leg in the corner to activate that hind leg. The main point, though, is that there is so much you can use the short side and corners for and so many people just use it to take them to the next movement. So take advantage of it and use it to reset the way of going or prepare your horse for that next movement. And this is going to take us to our final issue, which is not preparing for a movement. And this is something that really frustrates me because it's another really easy way that people lose marks. And it's not because they can't prepare the movement. It's because they just haven't. They've been focusing on something else. So this is really common when riders don't know the test or potentially get a bit nervous. And preparing a horse for a transitional movement just involves putting them into the right place physically to execute it with the highest quality. So this is something you should also be practicing at home. When a transitional movement is prepared for, it looks effortless, it looks flowing, and it has that harmony that we're all searching for. When a transitional movement is not prepared, it can look jolty, the rider tends to kind of revert back to their bad habits, so they might pull on the rein to stop a horse in, in that walk transition, rather than using their seat and their leg aids. So how can you fix this then? So when you start learning your test, don't just learn where you're going, 
but think about what you're going to be doing at every step. When will you prepare for each movement and how will you prepare for it? And this is what you should be thinking about. And it's why visualisation is such a strong mental technique that riders find so useful. Imagine yourself on your horse riding through your test and imagine exactly where you're going to go, but also what you will do as you go around the outside of the arena, as you turn down the centre line, as you prepare for each movement and as you run through that whole test. Make sure you focus on how you're going to prepare each movement and each transition and exactly what you will do to prepare. And then you can practice this. So when you test ride, run through the test, but run through it thinking not just about do I know where I'm going, but also what are you doing at each stage? So there you go then, the four ways that you are potentially losing marks and throwing them away in your test. Let's go back through them one more time. So number one is you're focusing too much on their paces and not on the test and the test movements that you have to do. Number two is your accuracy. You're letting your circles or your transitions not be at the marker, possibly too big, possibly too small. And you could potentially not be finishing the movement where it needs to be finished or starting the movement where it needs to start. Number three is not making use of those corners and the short side and not using it to your advantage to prepare your horse for what's coming up or to get your horse back if you need to sort a couple of things out. And finally, number four then is not preparing for each movement that you have to do in the test. So there you go then, that's four things that you could potentially be doing that are throwing away marks that you can really easily get back. And this has nothing to do with how your horse goes on the day. These are all things that you can do and will help you become a really good test rider. And it's such a good trick. And you can see, if you watch Charlotte Dujardin go through a test, no matter how that horse is going, her transitions will always be on the marker. Her circles will always be exactly the right size. And so... Even if the horse isn't going well, if it's distracted, if it's being a bit naughty, there's still those ways that she can pick up the marks again. So I hope that you really enjoyed this episode. If you did, please do share it. As I said before, the best way to do it is just take a screenshot and then share it on social media. Thank you so much for listening, everyone, and I will see you next time. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.